0: So the question that I'm putting to you this morning is simply, who lives in you? Who lives in you? You know, uh, that's the question that comes to mind when you read the words of Jesus. He tells the religious leaders, go tell that fox, Herod that I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow and on the third day reach my goal. I will do what I must, for God lives in me. I am am a citizen of heaven. Let him do what he must. Who lives in you? What guides your decisions when you make your decisions? What sets the course of your life What determines the way you think and treat others around you? Most of us would like to say that it is our Christian faith that determines who we are. But is that so? For there are two kinds of people who can be home or in your house. You can find the citizens of the world or the citizens of heaven. Which one are you? Citizens of the world or citizens of heaven? Who lives in you? Think back over the decisions you've made this past week. Who made those decisions? A citizen of the world or a citizen of heaven? Recall the way you spoke to those around you and and the way you treated others. Who was present then? citizens of the world, or citizens of heaven? What about the offerings you give on a Sunday morning in the church offering? What kind of relationship with God does it reflect? Is it a citizen of heaven? The child of God who uh, is present in you? Or is it the citizen of the world? Or is it a stranger of this world who who cares little about others, who thinks first of himself or herself, whose actions fail to give witness to the allegiance we claim to have with God. Who lives in you? What will be present if I open the door of your heart and ask to come in? What is the significance of our scripture? When you empty yourself of evil thoughts, you have to be careful. Cleaning your life up and getting all that evil out, and if you don't replenish or refill your life with God, it just opens the door for Satan. My mother used to tell me an idle mind is the devil's workshop. I didn't know what she was talking about. But well, what she was saying, if you ain't got nothing to do, guess what? Satan will find something for you to do. All right, all right. You see, the book of Ezra records how people ridded themselves of idolatry but failed to replace it with love for God and obedience to Him. Ridding our lives of sin is the first step. We must also take the second step, filling our lives with God's Word and the Holy Spirit. You walk around and you say, well, what is supposed to live in us? What, Who lives in us? Well, in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 through 23, it suggests that the fruits of the Spirit should dwell within you. There should be love in you. There should be joy in you. There should be peace in you. There should be patience in you. There should be kin- k- kindness in you. There should be goodness in you. There should be faithfulness in you. There should be gentleness and self-control in you. Those are the things that should be in you. Even in 2 Peter, first chapter, verses 5 uh, through 10, it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godlessness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, to love. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past experience. So let us remember, church, what's inside of us. The love of Jesus Christ should be inside of us. His obedience should be inside of us. Because if we believe in Jesus Christ, if we say that we are a Christian and we know what that really means, knowing that we have surrendered to Jesus Christ, knowing that we are a slave to him, knowing that he is our master, knowing that he is the one who leads us, knowing that he is the one who woke us up this morning, knowing that he's the one who provides for us, knowing that he's the one who takes care of us, knowing that he's the one who will provide for us, Knowing that that's the one who covers us, knowing that He is the one, then we will know that we have one body, we will know that we have one spirit, we will know that there is one hope, we will know that there is only one Lord, we will know that we have one faith, we will know that there's one baptism, we will know that there is one God. Who's inside of you? That's a question that you have to ask yourself. Who lives in you? Does the love of Jesus Christ live in you? Does the Holy Spirit live in you? Does all of the goodness that you have learned through your life uh, from your grandmother, your, your mother, your parents, about this life lives in you? When you look in the, re- in the mirror, do you see a reflection of love and joy? Or just do you see a stranger looking back at you? So my prayer for you today is who lives in you. And we pray and hope that it's the spirit of Jesus Christ, the love of our Lord and Savior, who lives in you. Amen. 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 Let's give him some praise. Let's give him some praise.